Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. It's Hagar. Where'd they pick up Hagar? Down in Egypt. Years ago, when Abram's faith went south, he went to Egypt. And he came away with maidservants from Egypt. Hagar was probably one of those servants he came away with. Had not he had that lapse of faith years before, Hagar wouldn't have been there in the household and that temptation perhaps wouldn't have been there. Be very careful not to go out into the world. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. The sins of our past are very likely to lay roots that will grow into the sins of our future. Pastor Ed warns us that we must be careful what influences we allow throughout our lives, for they can later turn into the very things that lead us to destruction. Abraham's lack of faith in the desert led him to Egypt. That one-time lapse in faith consistently brought about trials and temptation for the rest of his life. Be aware of the sins of your past. Though they are forgiven, be aware how they may come back. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message. Building in faith. There are times in life that things don't make sense. It's hard to understand. You're following after God's promise. You're endeavoring to follow the plan of God for your life. And it just seems like nothing is working out the way you expected. The great temptation at that point is to take the matters into your own hand and resolve it in your own wisdom. And that's really the story In Genesis chapter 16, beginning to read with verse 1, But Sarai, Abram's wife, had no children. So Sarai took her servant, an Egyptian woman named Hagar, and gave her to Abram so she could bear his children. The Lord has kept me from having any children, Sarai said to Abram. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram first arrived in the land of Canaan. I'm going to stop reading there, but we're going to cover the whole chapter this morning. Yesterday, I was at a funeral service, Reverend Steve Piper. He spoke here earlier this year, and he told us he knew he was dying unless God would intervene. Now we prayed every single week for him and for his family. But God called him home. He was back in 1999 when he was pastoring a church in Oneida. It was a church that had grown. He had been there 20 years. He was successful in what he did. He had really, uh, it was a good time in his life. He was 55 years old receiving a good salary, and all of a sudden God spoke to him and said, you have to leave. 
go to Kingston. So in obedience, he went to Kingston. Ministry is not always easy. And more often than not, it's hard. When Steve Piper went to Kingston, he went with great expectations. He went with great hopes. And he went with a track record of successes. But it seemed that he was plowing on a rock. Nothing seemed to happen. Doors, as it were, just seemed to close. A building that they expected to have was taken from them. Uh, They constantly were struggling. And then his own son was killed in a tragic accident on the highway. After that, they told him he had cancer. Struggling with cancer for a number of years. And then after that, his, his mother passed away of cancer. This past year, our board, and we've been helping them through the years, but our board got together and we helped them to renovate a place that they were going to rent, a facility they were going to use, and they were so excited about it. After all the renovations were done, the carpet was laid, the sound system was put in, everything was just right, and they were excited. Then they had a flood. It destroyed the sound system, the rugs, and now they're in some other place worshiping. And then Steve, this past Wednesday, died. If the world were to look at that, they'd say, ah, it just doesn't make sense. That was a waste. But from God's perspective, that may be one of the greatest contributions to the Hudson Valley and to the community of Kingston that ever was. Oftentimes, we look this side of things. God looks from an eternal perspective. And for those who are going into the ministry and those who are hearing and heeding the call of God... Don't measure your ministry by the size church you pastor or the crowds that come to hear you speak or the visible success that the world counts as success. There Abram was and Sarah. They had gone to a land that God had promised them. They're in this promised land, excited, having encounters with God, Visions And God spoke so powerfully in chapter 15 to Abram. He says to Abraham, I'm going to keep this covenant with you. And remember, he walks between the animal sacrifices. And Abram sits and watches and observes it. And this was a, a treaty that spoke of the covenant partners saying, Let it be done to us what was done to these slain animals if we don't keep our word. And God says to Abram, you just sit down. I'm going to walk right between those pieces, those animals. I want you to know I'm going to keep my word. Abram, you could know for certain that I will not break my promise. Well, I'm sure Sarah was excited about that. And I'm sure Abram was excited about that. But the weeks turned into months, and the months turned into years, and the years became a decade. And Sarah is wondering, God, you promised Abram a child. You promised him a son. 
Maybe she thought, just perhaps, well, God, maybe I don't have your favor. Maybe something's wrong with me. And so she leaned on a custom, a tradition of her time, where they would give sometimes a slave, they would give sometimes a household maid as a surrogate mother if they were childless. And so she took this custom and she goes to Abram and says, take Hagar, let her be a surrogate mother. Now, I want you to think about that request for a moment. I want you to see there's a chaotic state of those who impatiently pursue the promise. The chaotic state of those who impatiently pursue the promise. If you are impatiently pursuing God's promise, you're going to make problems for yourself and for others. Listen to her request. It's simple. Now, Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Now, had Hagar come to Abram and said, let's have a child together, he would have said, no way. Had any of his friends suggested that, he'd say, no deal. What made the temptation so strong was that Sarah came and proposed it to Abram. Oftentimes, it's the people who tempt you that make the temptation strong. A person in honor, in a high position. Or a person who is close, a spouse, a husband, or a wife. And here, this trusted wife, this trusted companion to Abram says, Come on, Abram, let's have a child. Abram wanted, I'm sure, to please his wife. And perhaps part of the flesh was in there too. I don't know. But Abram, there he was, put in this position. And he's being tempted by his own spouse. Listen, when God drops something in your heart, don't move from it. If you know it's God. Judge the counsel that you hear. Now, I'm sure, Sarah, she had... Perhaps a sacrificial motive. Society approved it. Sarah approved it. But I never see them bowing their knees and saying, God, is this your will? Is this what you want me to do? God, give me direction. They never do that. I notice that uh, it's Hagar. Where they pick up Hagar? Down in Egypt. Years ago when Abram's faith went south. He went to Egypt and he came away with maidservants from Egypt. Hagar was probably one of those servants he came away with. Had not he had that lapse of faith years before, Hagar wouldn't have been there in the household and that temptation perhaps wouldn't have been there. Be very careful not to go out into the world, not to take those lapses of faith Because you never know what you pick up. You never know what future temptations might come your way because you're scanning the internet and you're looking at those porn sites. Or you're associating with people 
that somehow are going to weaken your faith and some concepts and thoughts are planted in your heart that later on you lean on. Or some relationships that you establish that somehow weaken that relationship to God. There Abram is. And he had an old temptation, as it were, it comes back to sort of take matters into his own hand, just as he did years ago when he went down to Egypt and wouldn't trust God in the famine. And now the temptation comes right through Sarah, his own wife. Uh, Be careful. The enemy will use whoever he can to get us to try to do God's will our way, to try to get us to somehow help God out. It's really difficult at times, but we can convince ourselves if we want something strong enough, this is God's way of helping us. We're, we're just using that verse in Scripture that God helps those who help themselves. What chapter and verse is that? It's not in the Bible, at least not in mine. <laughs> but I want you to see something else. Not only do you see here the request, but you can see the results of this scheme. The results, in Genesis 16, 4, he slept with Hagar and she conceived and she knew she was pregnant. She began to despise her mistress. All of a sudden, you begin to see the wreckage wreaked in this home because of disobedience to God, because of trying to do things in a worldly fashion, trying to do things in their own way. Here suddenly now, Hagar is, and she becomes proud in her heart, and it comes out through her expressions. She's haughty. She begins to look down on Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, she's childless. I have a child. She is uh, maybe she really doesn't have the favor of God on her. Uh, look what God has done for me. And suddenly her heart is lifted up. Now the mature woman that Sarah is, she handles everything with grace. Because we know all mature believers handle things that way. Am I right? Will you allow me to stereotype just for a moment? Allow me to stereotype. I want you just to, I'm reading from the New Living Translation here. Here's what happens. So Abram slept with Hagar, and she became pregnant. When Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarah with contempt. Sarah said to Abram, it's all your fault. Now this servant of mine is pregnant, and she despises me. Though I myself gave her the privilege of sleeping with you, the Lord will make you pay for doing this to me, Abram. Ah, typical woman. It's all your fault, honey. (laughs) Well, wait, 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 wait. I'll get to the men. (laughs) But isn't that the way it is sometimes? Suddenly, we don't realize how we've contributed to it. Our eyes are blind to what we have contributed to the problem in life. And there Sarah is, she's blaming her husband. And she forgot it was her idea to begin with. Now, I'm not going to let Abram off the hook. Uh, Look at Abram. Now, typical man, okay? Abram replied, since she is your servant, you can deal with her however you see fit. Shirking responsibility. I didn't. 
I don't know how this message is going. (laughs) Oftentimes, when we begin to do things in our own strength, when we begin to do things our way, it creates all of these complications and this big mess. Here is all of this mess in this household, this conflict that's going on, this bitterness. All of these conflicts are just reeking through that whole household because they attempted to do God's will their way. And that's the way it often is. Whenever we attempt to do God's will our way, we make an absolute mess of things. We ought to learn to leave things in God's hands, to trust God with everything. Proverbs 19.3 reads, People ruin their lives by their own foolishness, and then they are angry at the Lord. Isn't that true? God, why did you allow this? Hello? Most of our problems are not traced upon our dial by the Son of Love, though there are some that are. Most of them come because we have made decisions that have brought problems on our personal lives. And then we go to God and we complain and we say, God, why? Or we look at our spouse and say, oh, look what you did to me. Or we say, hands up. All right, all right. I want you to see something else. There's always good news when it comes to God dealing with his beloved people. There's the patient interventions of God in behalf of those who pursue the promise. Guess what? When God called you, he knew you had feet of clay. He knew you were frail. He knew you were imperfect. He knew you would falter along the way. And here God is in his great graciousness. Again, I'm reading this morning from the New Living Translation. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a desert spring along the road to Shur. Verse 8, the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarah's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, she replied. No, she doesn't know where she's going. Then the angel of the Lord said, return to your mistress, submit to her authority. The angel added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. The angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael. That means the Lord hears. For the Lord has heard about your misery. An unexpected intervention. God cares about people, whether you are Jewish or whether you are Gentile, whether you're a person of the covenant or you're outside the covenant. Here Hagar is, and she's been mistreated. Now, It's partly her fault, but nevertheless, she's being mistreated. And God takes the time out to go and minister to her, send an angel to speak to her. Sometimes when you feel like you're at the end of your rope and you wonder, oh, God, look at my circumstances and situation. Know that the Lord knows about your pain. He knows about 
your misery. That's what she said. The Lord knows about my misery. Well, God said, I know about your misery. God understands right where you are. That pain that you feel aching down deep inside. That loneliness at times that you feel aching deep inside. That sense of failure that sometimes you feel creeping in inside of you. All of those feelings that sometimes others cannot see. God sees. He knows. There was an unexpected intervention. See, God's not only concerned about the main characters. He's concerned about the supporting cast as well. Abram, Sarah, they're on the main stage. They're the main story and the plot. But God's concerned about a Hagar. No one, absolutely no one, is written off of God's interest and concern. No one may know you in this church. This may be, maybe you're trying to hide in the church. You've come from a difficult situation and you're in pain and you're suffering and you're going through things and and you're just saying, listen, I I just want to, God knows and he cares and he sees Now, God gave an incredible instruction, an unexpected instruction. Uh, Look at verse 9. Then the angel of the Lord said, return to your mistress and to submit to her authority. Whoa. Go back into that? Listen. The Lord sent Hagar back to this tension situation, but he sent her back with a message of hope. God put hope in her heart. Your home situation may not be everything you want it to be. Your circumstances in life may not be everything you want it to be. Your job situation, whatever it may be. But know that God may not release you from that. God may keep you in that circumstance, keep you in that situation, hold you right there. But he is going to give you hope in your heart that he is with you, that he hears, that he knows, that he cares, that he's walking beside you, and you're not alone in the midst of it. See, she would name her son, or her son would be named God Hears, and it would be a reminder to her that God hears, that God sees, that God knows, and that he never allows us merely to go through life by ourselves alone. No, he walks with us through those trials and through those difficulties and through those testings because he is a faithful God who keeps every one of his promises. Hallelujah. The years ahead would also have some collisions. It was only for a time because one day she'd be out. But God was doing something in her. As I was thinking of this text, I was thinking of a conversation between Tom Sheradnik and myself. He was in a very difficult situation, and he felt like running from it. And God said to Tom, no. And Tom said, okay. And as he stayed in that situation... God did a work of grace in his life. He told me he developed, he changed. God did so many things inside of him internally. And I think God was doing something in Abram's life. And God was trying to do something in Sarah's life. And God was trying to do something in Hagar's life. And God was doing something in that young boy Ishmael's life. See, 
God is interested in us in developing who we are. You know, I wonder if the most influential church in the Hudson Valley might not have been Kingston Assembly. As we walk through the life of Abraham, we ultimately see that God did indeed fulfill every promise. Even though Abraham was very old and his wife had been barren for years and years, God's will could not be prevented from happening. The promised child was born and the nation of Israel began. Abraham followed God's directions even when it didn't make any sense. And his faith stands out as a shining example to us today. Even when life around you doesn't make sense, God's purposes can't be stopped. He'll do everything he's promised. We hope these messages have been encouraging to you also as you journey along this life with the Lord. We love bringing the Word to you, but we know that life is meant to be done in community with others. Are you plugged into a local church? If you're in the Poughkeepsie, New York area, we'd love to see you at Faith Assembly. Our services are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. You can find out more on our website, buildinginfaithradio.com, or give us a call at 845-462-5955. We'd love to talk with you about any questions you have or walk through what it means to give your life to Christ. That number once again is 845-462-5955. That's all we have time for today. We pray you step forward in faith, leaning on God to provide all you need along the way. Join us again on Building in Faith Radio to learn more about the life of Abraham with Dr. Ed Jones. Your word restores.